morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. And today I'm talking about a discernment issue, Joel Osteen's evil gospel. The Bible tells us that there will be false teachers, wolves, and heretics. They have malintent. In other words, they want to do you and your church harm. They aren't simply misguided or temporarily misunderstanding, but at root kind people. They're predators out to get you. Let's look at a few, a few of the many verses addressing the false teacher issue. False teachers will secretly introduce destructive heresies, 2 Peter 2.1. They distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them, Acts 20.30. They are rebellious people, full of meaningless talk and deception, Titus 1.10. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good, Titus 1.16. So Acts 20.30 tells us they have an agenda of purposeful deception. And their motive for this deception is dishonest gain, 1 Timothy 6.5. Now, looking at the pew sitters, some of your fellows in the pews will not help you if you bring this up or may even oppose you. Because some are prophesied to, quote, gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear, 2 Timothy 4.3. The people in the pews, maybe ones near you, like the Osteens of the world and will protect him and his ilk. So with that in mind, remember that false teachers, wolves, will not come all drooling and bloody fanged. The Bible says they will come as a masked angel of light. 2 Corinthians eleven, thirteen to 15 says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. Variance from God's moral law is evil, but theological perversion is also evil. But in these days of tolerance and all-inclusiveness, people are reluctant to call evil what it is. The Bible, however, is clear that anything not of Satan, I'm sorry, anything not of God is of Satan. And Satan is evil. A different gospel is evil. Workers of iniquity are evil. Immorality is evil. Deluding people is evil. Works salvation is evil. Now a prime Example of this type of wolf who is masquerading as a minister of righteousness is Joel Osteen. 
Here is an article which appeared in the Christian Post a few years ago. Joel Osteen says he's not cheating people by not preaching about hell. That's the headline. Here's a quote, a lengthy quote from the article. Lakewood Church pastor Joel Osteen says he isn't cheating anyone by not talking about hell and repentance, insisting that people feel guilty enough already. And he wants to lift up believers instead of bringing them down. When asked in an Easter Sunday interview by CBS News's Sunday morning program, do you feel like you're cheating people by not telling them about the hell part or repentance part? Osteen answered, no, I really don't, because it's a different approach. Continuing the Osteen quote from the article, he continued, you know, it's not hellfire and brimstone, but I say most people are beaten down enough by life. They already feel guilty enough. They're not doing what they should, raising their kids. We can all find reasons. So I want them to come to Lakewood or our meetings and be lifted up to say, you know what? I may not be perfect, but I'm moving forward. I'm doing better. And I think that motivates you to do better. Continuing once more with the Osteen quote from the article, Osteen has on numerous occasions denied that he preaches a watered down version of the gospel, stating in a February 212 message that for many years, religion has pushed down people and people have been told they can't measure up to God. He also said, my goal is to make God good. Remember that Nadab and Abihu tried, quote, a different approach, like Osteen said he's doing, and God incinerated those two on the spot. Leviticus 10, 1-3. Osteen's goal is to deny the gospel, omit the Bible parts he personally finds unpalatable, and in his human sinfulness to remake God in another image. This is evil idolatry and blasphemy. Osteen dares to deny God's goodness and to put his dirty hand on God's ark to try and straighten it. God slew Uzzah just for touching God's holy ark. God is patient with this evil Osteen putting his hand on God's holy name in attempts to, quote, make God good. Osteen fails to preach the whole counsel of God. But are Osteen's followers hapless victims of an unscrupulous wolf? Well, yes and no. 2 Timothy 4.3 says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. So dishonorable people who already know they're guilty, which Romans 1 says they suppress the truth and unrighteousness, they want to be indulged in their sin, and so they heap up teachers like Osteen to fulfill their dishonorable needs. These people willingly listen so that their unrepented of sins can be coddled. An unscrupulous 
Osteen is only too happy to modify the gospel in order to retain these dishonorable people to get money. It's a match made in hell. People see the Osteen smile, the mild manner, the kind approach, and they get confused by their knowledge of how evil evil is, and yet the softness of an Osteen speech. But Osteen is like the puffer fish. It's so innocuous, so small, yet, National Geographic says in this quote, to humans, tetrodotoxin is deadly, up to 1,200 times more poisonous than cyanide. There's enough toxin in one puffer fish to kill 30 adult humans, and there's no known antidote. That source was National Geographic. Now, theological poison is infinitely worse than the poison of the puffer fish because theological poison leads to perdition, and that torment is eternal. The poisonous agony doesn't end when you die. It begins. Fortunately, the antidote for having ingested theological poison is repentance which God will forgive immediately. In the blog, I put two short clips. One is three minutes and one is six minutes, explaining Osteen's theology and how it does not plumb with scripture. The first video clip is from Justin Peters, and the second is from John MacArthur. In the Peters video, we um, see this, Um, said by Joel Osteen, um, sorry, by Justin Peters. Joel Osteen is a phenomenal false teacher and deceiver. He has attached the, quote, Christianity brand, unquote, to his self-affirmation, feel-good pagan religion. And those who lust after his trinkets follow him by the millions down that broad road to destruction. Evidently, it must be broad in order to accommodate their vast numbers. The summary for the MacArthur video states, Osteen is a pagan religionist quasi-pantheist and an agent of Satan. In the um, summary, it says, MacArthur critiques Joel's book, his quotes, his prayer, and he compares them with what the Bible teaches. And it's from the sermon, A True Knowledge of the True God. Now, here are my takeaways for this podcast and this essay. One, false teachers exist. I need to keep saying this because some people disbelieve it or they purposely avoid the issue. Two, false teachers aren't just mistaken. They are deliberately hurtful. Three, False teachers are evil, but won't look evil or behave in ways we normally think of as evil. And four, people who follow false teachers need to be told to repent, else they will, quote, turn aside to myths, says Timothy, 2 Timothy 4.4. And finally, Joel Osteen is evil. Avoid him or anyone who tries a different approach, who has a man-centered gospel, or who fails to preach the whole counsel of God. 
We know that adding to the Bible by claiming to receive direct revelation from God goes against the Bible, but so does taking away from God's word. I'll end with this scripture from Revelation 22, 18 to 19. I testified to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city, which are written in this book. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Elizabeth Prada, wishing you a very pleasant day.